uh, presentations are very informative. We're able to get experts in the field, and this, uh, this, this, this session is no different. We have Eric Eisenheimer with us. He's been with us before, and he's an expert on taxes. <clears throat> he helps the Howard Jarvis Taxpayer Association, and also he does a number of other things, including promoting, uh, promoting uh, uh, people that run for office. Eric, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Oh, thank you for having me. All right, you've been doing this a long time now. I, I, you know, I feel like I was just here, and uh, <laughs> maybe time just blurs together. I don't know. <laughs> the, uh, uh, well, one of the uh, things that you were uh, interested in talking about was the Taxpayer Protection Act. That's right. Okay. Well, well, that's a very exciting measure that the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association is sponsoring. Um, I don't know about you, but a lot of times they come along in Sacramento and they decide that we need a tax increase, and, and they don't ask me. <laughs> and, and I think they should ask me. And that's actually what the Taxpayer Protection Act would do. It would give the people a right to vote on tax increases. So if in Sacramento they pass a tax increase, uh, we would all have the opportunity to say yes or no. And, you know, and if they justify why they feel they need the money, maybe people will vote yes. But they can't just pass it against, uh, against what we want. And on a local level also, you know, it would, uh, it would require us to be able to vote on taxes and also it would require the politicians um, on, on state and local level to give a specific explanation of what they're going to spend the money on and, and actually do that. It, uh, it sounds like a good... Who would, know, who would vote no on that? I don't know, you know, the, the, the people of our state continually surprise me, but, uh, but it seems like a pretty common sense idea. Yeah. Okay, now uh, you're also uh, working on a campaign with Kevin Kiley, who's uh, uh, running for Congress, and he's a present uh, uh, representative in the House of Representatives, and uh, Kevin Kiley spoke in uh, Calaveras County. And he seemed to be uh, very alert for taxpayer issues. Absolutely. Uh, Kevin's endorsed by the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association, for one. Um, and I really think that in the Assembly, there is no more accomplished legislator where it comes to fighting for, our, fighting for taxpayers and fighting for conservative principles in general. He's taken on Gavin Newsom in court and won. He's championed numerous proposals. He got numerous proposals that benefit taxpayers and, and benefit our, our conservative values. And, and he's gotten specific things done because of his tremendous legal knowledge. You know, he's a Harvard and Yale educated attorney, so he's a really smart guy. I, you know, I wish that I was <laughs> as smart as him, but he's able to find the things they're doing, like for example, when the legislature and Kevin DeLeon hired uh, Eric Holder, uh, Obama's attorney general, at I think 25000 a month to file frivolous lawsuits against President Trump. You know, Kevin Kiley said, hey, you can't do that because there's a law that says in the state constitution that you're not allowed to hire an outside contractor 
to do work that we already have state employees qualified to do. So he said, so is nobody in the army of tens of thousands of attorneys they already have on staff for California competent to do this work? So that, that actually got Eric Holder fired uh, by Kevin raising that. You know, there was a there was a law passed that I actually worked on called the California Legislative Transparency Act that required a, th a three-day notice for taxpayers and citizens to be able to comment on proposed bills. The, the legislature, the Democrats in the legislature, were just ignoring that requirement. And Kevin Kiley held them accountable and actually made them redo hundreds of votes saying like, hey, you're not allowed to bypass the people. So he ensured that the people were able to have a say in that process. Boy, that's very interesting. And maybe we should have Kevin as a guest. You absolutely uh, should have okay. Kevin. I can, I, I can help arrange that if you want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next item, uh, uh, it's a Prop 13 update on Prop 13. Prop 13 kind of limits the amount of taxation on on real estate that people uh, can be subject to. Uh, that's right. Um, I mean, how, how how fortunate are we to have Prop 13? What I'm just curious, when did you uh, buy your home? I'm just... Uh, many years ago. Okay. I'm 82, so we know it was less than that. Yes, yes. <laughs> I bought mine, I think, 10, 10 to 12 years ago. Um, and Lately, you know, we've seen property values have gone up so much, and we're not for Prop 13. All of our property taxes would be going up in tandem. In fact, in Texas, they're experiencing that. You know, I'm sure you, you know people who have relocated to Texas for tax reasons. Yeah, we do. We do. Uh, so do I. And, uh, and, te and Texas really is, a, you know, quite a, quite a good place in a lot of ways. Uh, for taxpayers and for less regulations, but that, that's one place they don't have uh, a, a property tax protection. So a lot of people are really seeing their, their property taxes go up out of control. Hmm. So I understand that mostly the attacks, the attacks on Prop 13 are to try to change it so that businesses would be paying a higher tax, is that right? That's true, and in fact, two years ago there was a proposition that would have done exactly that, that we worked on and, and helped defeat. But the, the folks that are pushing that, that agenda are, are still going. So that, that's absolutely something they're trying to do. So, I guess in a in a perfect world, you would need a Prop 13, but the world is not perfect, and sometimes the taxpayers are not treated fairly. So the only recourse is the is the ballot box. Yeah, what's that saying about you know if the people at the government were angels? You you know that saying I'm thinking of that you know we wouldn't need. Um, if people were angels, we, we wouldn't need government, but the people at the government aren't angels either. Um, something like that. I, 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 I know I, I mixed it up a little bit. But uh, yes, you know, I, it, would, it would really be nice if we had a political class that we could uh, 
could just trust to, to not constantly try to raise our taxes. But, uh, but since we don't have that, uh, we need measures like Prop 13. You know, it's kind of like uh, <clears throat> there's two ways that people can deal with each other. One is by, uh, by force. <clears throat> and the thieves know that's the way you get property <clears throat> without having to work for it or having an agreement. And the same thing with government and taxation. Follows the same principles of, of extortion and taking money by force and then actually putting people in prison that refuse to pay. Yes. It's a pretty serious thing, you know, taxation. But when we get back to basic uh, fundamental rights, it seems like the best possible arrangement is voluntary agreement. And that seems to be what our Constitution is based on because it, it recognizes the rights to life, liberty, and property. And the uh, Fifth Amendment and the Fourteenth Amendment, very clear, different than any other civilization on the planet. Although some of the civilizations follow the same principles, but not so clearly as, as our U.S. Constitution. You know, like you said, you know, putting people in jail for not paying their taxes, you know, uh, ostensibly we're, we follow some, some really noble principles, but uh, sometimes when you observe how it actually works in practice, you know, you really wonder, you really wonder how much those principles are, are really, are, are really in, in effect. Well, that's a good point. So it makes sense to have most of the association people have with each other be voluntary. In other words, privatization. Uh, if you don't like what a company's producing, go to another one. Mm -hmm. You don't like what government's producing, better keep your mouth shut. <laughs> or, or, you know, or, or vote out, vote out the people who yeah. are making those bad decisions. Um, if, if you can. If you can, yeah. Or, you know, or, or organize to, to educate your community. Sometimes, Sometimes I think that that's part of the problem too. You know, it, it's not that not that people would necessarily agree with some of the things that are being done by our government if they were really aware. So sometimes, sometimes some of the problem is just the awareness level of our friends and neighbors. Can you blame a person who's taking care of his family, going to work, that's right. trying to trying to uh, <clears throat> to uh, be a good citizen, and also try to be an expert on government, and to monitor what government is doing on top of everything else. You know, it uh, takes a handful of people. Well, and and that's a great majority. great point. And I think that that's another reason for people like you and me who are involved. That means that our responsibility is then even greater, and part of that responsibility is to be able to talk to our friends and neighbors and, and, and be thoughtful in the way that we do that so that we don't, we don't uh, just overwhelm them with a bunch of you know, uh, tedious information that, that they're just gonna be like, oh my goodness, I can't even deal with this. But, but just you know, communicate with them in, in a way that, that is uh, easy for them to understand. And, you know, and, and be willing to answer their questions if they have them, but, uh, but not overwhelm them. 
Yeah, that that uh, that seems to uh, tie into uh, Dale Carnegie, who uh, who wrote a book how to win friends and influence people. He also had a course. I happened to take his course, and one of the things I learned uh, from Dale Carnegie and, and other other great uh, motivational speakers was that you never attack a person because if you attack a person you're closing a door for him not to come over to your side. Right. He will be totally defensive. If on the other hand, if you could show that an idea is not very good because it doesn't get good results and you show it by evidence, you can win over the other side. And then, uh, and by doing that, you solve the problem. I, I always take it as kind of a basis point for me when I talk to people about politics that no matter what somebody's opinion might be, I'm not going to try to convince them of anything or change their mind. And, and if they don't want to know what I have to say, you know, I, I won't even uh, discuss it. I mean, you know, we'll just talk about something else. Yeah. But, uh, but if somebody is interested in knowing my perspective, and will be respectful of me when I share it, I'll, I'll share it with them. And I, I feel like that people not feeling pressured is, is actually, ironically enough, a lot of people wind up coming around and agreeing with me because I'm just doing it in a very uh, non-threatening non way. That's just like, well, here's my opinion. Take it or leave it. I'll like you either way, but this is how I see it. Um. One of the things that you, you're an expert at, besides taxes, is the uh, is Howard Jarvis Taxpayer Association. Why don't we talk about that a little bit? Because they've done a lot, a lot of work. Yes, yes, they absolutely have. And I mean, that organization's been around uh, for over 40 years now, fighting for taxpayers with over 200,000 members in California. Um, membership is only $15 a year so uh, you know it's very affordable and it stayed at $15 a year for a long time that's that's what makes me and a lot of other people involved in that organization on staff able to do what we do to fight for taxpayers so people should really you know if they want to join that's super appreciated um, or even just follow it on Facebook, follow it on Twitter or, or Instagram. Uh, HJTA.org is the website for them to, to go to and check it out. HJTA.org. Did you have your pencil? And if they didn't, I'll say it again, hjta.org. Um, but from there, the organization's always doing all kinds of new projects. The, uh, it's very, very active. It's always got action alerts. So there, there's a lot there if they, they go there and uh, receive, the, receive the emails. You know, they're, I send them out, and they're, they're always telling me, send this out, send that out. Sometimes I'm like, oh, brother, another one. But, uh, but they do a really good job keeping people informed. Yeah, I know. We get, a, get their newsletter. I send that. Yeah. Did you write that? I don't write it, but, I, but I'm the one that sets it up and, and sends it. So, um, What are some of the uh, things that uh, 
that the association does uh, besides uh, the Taxpayer Protection Act? Well, um, you've got a lobbying arm for one. So HJTA is the taxpayer voice in, this, in the capital in Sacramento. Uh, there's a legal arm, so taking on politicians on a, on a local or even statewide basis if they abuse taxpayer rights. Um, what have they done lately, the legal arm? You know, uh, I, I don't work in that division, so 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 honestly, like I you know I couldn't really I couldn't really give you any any tremendously uh, articulate specifics, but uh, but there is a section on the website that lists all the cases, and you know they're they're very active, and, and uh, you know they're we're, we're lucky they're there. Okay, that's cool. And uh, besides the legal arm and the Taxpayer Protection Act. Is there anything else that they're uh, involved with? Um, there, there's one other, one other measure that, uh, that is called the Repeal the Death Tax Campaign. And, and I think we talked about that last time I was on. That is <laughs> to repeal a, repeal a measure that was passed a couple of years ago that prevents people from passing on Prop 13 to their children. So, so that's very important. <laughs> and um, that's, that's another big, big focus for HJTA right now. Okay. Now, uh, I understand there's uh, the school issues that taxpayers are concerned about. <laughs> you know, I, I've got a, one, of the, one of the ladies that works for me at the office is, is on a school board, and we, we were talking about this the other day, um, just the failure of Sacramento, <clears throat> excuse me, and the failure of uh, educators to prepare young people for the workforce. And, and, and really what, where, I, where I see that the most is in terms of just knowing like workplace etiquette even, knowing to get, get to work on time or, you know, or, or to respond to people. That, that that's just not uh, not been taught. Huh. So the, the of course that raises the question of uh, uh, school choice. <clears throat> if uh, if parents feel that their children are not being taught properly, uh, they should have the power to take the money that are already taxed and go to a non-government school and and use that tuition for that. And, and, and I think that besides the parents even, you know, when I was in school, what most of us wanted to learn was skills that would actually make us money later on. So I don't even know if it's just the parents that would care about that, but they're, they're doing a disservice to the kids, and, and my guess is that a lot of the kids know that. You know, when we get the older grades, I think the kids would start thinking about careers a little more than when they're grade school probably. Yes, totally. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not even relevant to, you know, so, you know, to tell, telling third graders, you know, when your boss said do an email, respond to it promptly. That's probably not a, not necessarily a relevant second grade or third grade lesson, but, but definitely later on. I remember when I was a kid, my att uh, attention was first, uh, horses 
and then cars, and then girls. And uh, uh, the, of course, after I got married, I went back to cars and horses. You know, when, when, I, when I was in school, did you ever see Ferris Bueller's Day Off? No. So uh, <laughs> it, it's about this kid who, who ditches school for a day, and he takes his best friend with him. And his best friend was a guy named Cameron. Uh, Ferris was like the, the popular kid, and Cameron was, was his friend who just kind of tagged along. And uh, Cameron did not like school and didn't want to be there. And they're talking about, like, well, what, what do you want to do after high school? So they're, they're in senior year of high school. And uh, uh, Cameron, you know, they asked Cameron, you know, so, well, you know, what, what are you going to do? And he's like, I don't know, college? And they're like, well, to do what? He's like, well, I don't know. And they're like, well, what are you interested in? He's like, I don't know, nothing. So, so that was me. That was me in school. I was like, I don't, I don't want to be here. I'm not interested in any of this. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if I blame them for that or blame me for that. But uh, probably a mix. Well, maybe, maybe there's no guilt, fault, blame. It's just being a human being, I suppose. And the moment you got food to eat and some movies to watch uh, and you're warm, what else could you want? <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. You know, I think probably one of the best things my parents ever did for me was when they threw me out. <laughs> well, maybe. For real. Maybe the best thing for you. Yes, that's what I'm saying. 100%. Yeah. Because. Uh, of course it was good for them. Well, sure. <laughs> but uh, no, like, because just like you said, you know, when you've got food to eat and, you know, movies to watch, life is okay. But when, uh, when you have to think about that, that's when you start to get creative. Yeah. The, uh, well, we have about five minutes <coughs> remaining in this session. Um, one item that we haven't talked about was the gas tax. Yeah. Well, we have a tremendous surplus right now. You uh, in, in our state government, you may have noticed that our prices of gas have dramatically risen recently, and that's why Republicans in the legislature, including Kevin Kiley, introduced legislation to suspend the gas tax for quite a while. And unfortunately, the Democrats in the legislature shot this proposal down. And I think that it is clear to most people that if, the, if they have the money, they've got the massive reserves, you know, tens of billions of dollars in reserves, that this is something they could do to help working families in California. But unfortunately, they, they weren't interested in that. How much money would, well, okay, and say you go to the pumps and they're $5 a gallon. And you suspend the uh, gas tax. What would your cost be then? I, you know, I, I think it'd save about sixty cents, sixty cents a gallon. That's pretty. Yeah, that. Pretty I mean, my truck. You know, I, I have a twenty-gallon tank, so, you know, uh, that's uh, over ten bucks per fill-up. So, yeah. that definitely makes a difference. And then, okay, with the reserves that we have. Uh, gas tax money. Uh, how long would that last if we didn't? Uh, if we stop 
and we ended the gas tax for temporarily, how long would that period be? You know, I, I think that what was proposed was six months, although, you know, if you really were to say, well, how much reserves do we have as relates to gas taxes? Um, you know, and, and I might be wrong, this is off the top of my head number, but I think we could go maybe 10 years. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be awesome. Well, it seems to me uh, that the purpose of the gas tax <clears throat> is to cover the cost of maintaining and building the roads. That's right. So uh, it costs money to build roads and it costs money to maintain them. And that amount should be known. And, and, and it also raises the question, if, if California's gas taxes are the highest in the nation by far, right. which they are, then why are our roads not the best in the nation? I mean, they're the worst. Yeah. They're one of the worst. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. <clears throat> and uh, uh, perhaps with more shows like this one, more people would uh, become <laughs> alert to that, and then we can bring about changes. And, and if people would just not be afraid to ask questions, you yeah. know, I was talking to my dad earlier, and I told him that one thing I would ask of everybody, and you know, this is relating to politics, but also to life, is don't just come to a consensus with your friends and neighbors because you heard something somewhere or you think it's what everybody believes, examine it for yourself and try to decide for yourself whether or not it's true. That's a very good point to, to end the show. And uh, I want to thank you for watching Taxpayer Alert. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Al. Good to see you.